This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. And the Packers are going to the NFC Championship game. Welcome back to another thrilling episode of our podcast. I am your host, Ben Krakowski. As we eagerly anticipate the upcoming Packers versus Bears game, it's important to acknowledge that this matchup will not be without its challenges. The Bears are the favorites for the first time in a very long while. And there's a buzz of excitement surrounding that team. And today we'll delve into the top five reasons why the Packers might face difficulties in this game and ultimately could even lose this game. The number one and perhaps the most significant factor is the youth for the Packers. This team is now the youngest team in the NFL with an average player age of just 25 and a half years old. Such youth can lead to mistakes, particularly when facing experienced opponents and real defensive schemes in the regular seasons. We'll have young players like Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, and Malik Heath making their NFL regular season debuts against seasoned starters. Same on defense. Players, second-year players like Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, we'll, we have high expectations for to be integral parts of our defense are going to have to step up. Then, maybe it's not always just how the young players are, but how few snaps some of these players have played as well. The guys like TJ Slayton, JJ Enigbare, Rudy, Rudy Ford, Keyshawn Nixon, all these players haven't been huge contributors very long, and now we will be asking them to play big roles for our team, and they just might not be ready. This youth and inexperience may pose a real challenge for the Packers to be successful in week one. Second, star players not being at full strength could be a huge concern. Romeo Dobbs was not practicing on Monday of this week due to a hamstring injury, and his game status is going to be questionable for Sunday. Dobbs looked awesome all summer, and he was supposed to be Jordan Love's go-to guy, but now he might not even be in this game, and now the Packers will be relying on pretty much entirely rookies for this passing offense outside of Christian Watson, and we thought Christian Watson was going to be available for this game, but now Christian Watson and Dontavian Wicks are also dealing with hamstring injuries, which leaves half of our wide receiving core dealing with hamstring injuries. This is a problem. My wife, Sarah, was actually going to do research for the NFL, but it was not allowed on injuries like this. And they really should allow some research to go on because half of your roster should not be dealing with hamstring injuries. That's an issue. That's a training issue that needs to be studied. But anyways, now... That leaves three guys in question for Sunday's game. And that could, if those three guys don't play, you're looking at Jaden Reed, a slot receiver only, Malik Heath, an undrafted free agent, and then Samari Torre, a former seventh round pick in 2022, as the top three receivers for the Packers. And the Packers only have two tight ends, really, who's notable on the roster. One of them they shouldn't even trust in Tucker Craft at this point to be out on the field. This passing attack might sputter entirely. With these players out there, leaving the Packers in a very difficult place to even put up points in this game because of these injuries. And these aren't injuries you play through with or you will re-injure them. 
and they will hamper you for the entire season. If these injuries are significant, and if these two need more time to heal, the Packers would be wise not to play them, even if that means the Packers will struggle to even put up multiple touchdowns up on the board on Sunday. For the future of your franchise, you need these two, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, to be healthy for a majority of the season and actually develop. They cannot develop if they are injured and off the field. Then, not only those two guys, but inside linebacker Devondre Campbell has not been practicing due to, I believe, an ankle injury. And we saw last season as a Devondre who was dealing with injuries most of the season, and he was not himself. When injured, his production took a huge drop off. If Campbell is out or plays injured, that may leave a huge gap in the middle of our defense. And then Rashawn Gary, it looks like he's ready, but the Packers have insisted he may be on a pitch count for his own safety, which is a very wise move for the Packers to keep Gary healthy. That should be the priority. But if Gary is only out there 15 to 20 snaps, we might not, not have the pass rush we need to slow down this Bears offense and keep us in the game. Last season, with Rashawn Gary on the field, the Packers have the second best pressure percentage in the NFL with Rashawn Gary out there. That's awesome. But without him, the Packers have the 28th pressure percentage, one of the worst in the NFL. Losing Rashawn Gary was such a huge reason why this defense didn't perform last season like expected. <clears throat> and I think it had a much more drastic impact than I even imagined. But that impact might not be there if Gary is only on a small pitch, small pitch count going into this game. Eric Stokes is the last major injury being on PUP. While we are unsure what the Packers will do when Stokes returns from injury, they know their top three cornerbacks are right now Rasul Jair and Stokes, not Keyshawn Nixon. Keyshawn Nixon is a playmaker for sure, but is he a quality starting slot cornerback? That's a real question. Nixon might struggle in coverage, and that could be a real hole in our secondary as well. The third reason is not an efficient ground game. While the Packers look to continue to raise the floor of this offense with a consistent, efficient rushing attack, that might not be as easy as it has been in the past against the, this Bears team that just invested a ton of resources into two new starting linebackers in TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. TJ Edwards, former Wisconsin Badger, I was banging the table for four years ago as an undrafted diamond in the rough, but the Packers didn't grab him, and now TJ Edwards has gone on to have a very successful career, a very all-around linebacker, uh, but does his best work between the tackles as a run defender. And Tremaine Edmonds is your more prototypical linebacker, but uses his speed length to be an excellent, to be excellent in coverage. These two together should make a formidable duo and have the potential to stifle the Packers' rushing attack. And the fourth reason is on the opposite side, it's our defense's inability to stop the run could be a huge issue as well. Since Brian Gutekinds has taken over and Matt LaFleur has been the head coach, the Packers have had the worst run defense in the league. The Packers ranked 31st in their run defense in 2022, and nothing has really changed. It's the same Joe Barry, who should have lost his job a long time ago. While Kenny Clark does say this defense is going to look different this year, it sounds like it's going to be more attacking and more aggressive, which will be more fun to watch but it also has an even greater chance of allowing big plays. And with Justin Fields back at quarterback, you need sound defense in order to run the big play, which is concerning for the Packers. Justin Fields was elite as a runner last season with a 91.5 PFF grade. The Bears, I believe, are going to continue to allow him to use his legs to open up this offense because jobs are on the line for this coaching staff, and I don't think they have much leash left. And if they don't start stacking up a good amount of wins this year, they're going to be kicked out the door. 
and personnel-wise with what I believe is the weakest safety group in the NFL on the back end, Keyshawn Nixon, who's not a great tackler by any means in the slot, Rashawn Gary not playing rundowns most likely due to his staff limitations, plus a possibly still injured Devondre Campbell, our run defense could really struggle in this game. And finally, we come to the fifth reason, Jordan Love's ability to fill Aaron Rodgers' shoes. Now, Jordan Love, to me, looks looked way better than I really believed he could be based on previous reports, but he's going, I think he's going to be a average to good QB. I think those are possibilities for him. Um, I'm not sure if he can be a good or great QB, but I, I believe he can at least be average. Okay. I think he can do that, but a good to great QB. I'm not too sure. I think at times this offseason he's shown an incredible ability to get things done, but what happens when David Bakhtiari goes down and he starts to face some real pressure, what happens when he's losing and he can't rely on the ground game? I'm not too sure. I don't know if Jordan Love has it in him to come back from behind or lift the players around him. He seems more like a QB that needs a supporting cast than a QB that makes his supporting cast better. And right now, I would argue our supporting cast won't be great because of the youth and the mistakes that come with that. And now, on top of that, like we just mentioned earlier, this passing attack the two guys you were relying on the most christian watson and romeo dobbs might not play in this game i think our offensive line will be good i don't think it's quite elite but good which should help a lot um i'm i go back on saying that it will be elite i think center josh myers is an average starter i think right guard john Ryan jr is just slightly above average i think elton jenkins i have not seen it from him yet since his injury Okay, but everyone says he's still a great player. I want to see it again because I haven't quite seen it from him. So I think this is a good offensive line. I don't think it's an elite offensive line. I wanted it to be, but I need to see more from Elton Jenkins. I need to see more improvement from Josh Myers. Anyways, I'm worried about love. In almost every preseason game, we saw a scenario where Jordan Love had like a three and out or a missed a big throw. And when NFL defenses start to actually be confusing and play with his head, I think we're going to see the Jordan Love who puts the ball in harm's way quite a bit more. And if you're going to be a team that is trying to win games, you can't be turning the ball over, especially with a defense that is not elite by any means for the Packers. Okay. So these are the main reasons why I think this is going to be a very challenging matchup for the Packers, and it's essential to consider these factors. Winning in the NFL is never easy, and acknowledging these potential pitfalls is a crucial part of the process as we look at a very new and a very young Packers team going into Sunday. So that's all we have today. Folks, tomorrow we will come back with the big reasons why i think the packers could win this game if you haven't already make sure to subscribe and review so i can hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about packers now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green gold because it's always packer season at packers now thanks guys